Well, yesterday sure sucked to be a Nashville Predators fan, didn't it? First, the Preds lose Tommy Novak, and then they blow another two-goal lead and a loss to the Anaheim Ducks, after which Andrew Burnett had some interesting and scathing comments about the team. We'll hear them on today's Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked on Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Predators podcast your first listen of the day. Every single day, we are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, want to start out with a special shout out. To our loyal Locked On Pred heads out there, the everydayers who tune into every single show, we love you guys. We appreciate the support you give us week in, week out. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer at Penalty Box Radio, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Animal. I'm a writer at the Hockey News. Oh, oh boy, Ann. Because, you know, Wednesdays aren't blah enough. Yeah. Here we are. Uh I mean, for the Nashville Predators, it's, it's, I, I don't know. Like, it's just becoming sort of a, you know, time loop thing where it's just the same kind of thing over and over again. And yeah. 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 I mean, it, it's the Predators are now off to a, um, you know, off to a five and 10 start. Which, uh, as Alex Doherty pointed out, I believe to be the worst Predators start since 2003. Uh, they lost another two goal game or two goal lead last night. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks won three to two. Predators were up two nothing in that one, uh, and it, it just seems to be getting worse. And yeah, like it seems to be like you know we talked about it. There, there's a lot of I think despite the poor record, just it, it seemed like some optimism before this road trip because there's a lot of positive things happening. And even some of those, you know, losses on, on the road trip at first, you know, Seattle, Vancouver, you looked at and went, okay, they did a lot of things right, just the bounces didn't go their way. Now it just seems like, you know, you can see the team collapsing in, in bad moments. Yeah, I, it feels like in the beginning of the season, even when the Predators lost games, you could see progression. You could see, hey, this is where the team is headed. This is what the team is growing in. This is where we're going. And every game you saw a little tiny bit more. And so there was hope and you could feel optimistic because you're like, hey, when they get this down, I see what we're trying to do. This last stretch of, of games uh, especially I would say the Calgary game where the Predators, I think, played their worst game of the season. And then in points in these four games that they've lost consecutively, you don't see progression. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's not even that, like, oh, gosh, they had some mistakes that cost them the game. But they're, they haven't necessarily backslid in their play, but they're not getting little bits better. And I think the fan base is willing to lose games if the Predators are making strides. If it's growing pains, it's one thing. Yeah. But I don't think we're looking at growing pains. I think we're looking at mental lapses. And that feels very, very different when it comes to a loss. 
Yeah. Uh, and I'll just throw it out there. UC Soros. The Predators allowed 20 shots on goal last night. Uh, at, at least that Radko Kudas goal. Like, like you, you got to make stops. Yeah. And that's, a, that's another aspect of this whole thing. So let's run through the game uh, real quick. As we mentioned, Preds went up 2 nothing. Uh, early in the second period, the first came on a uh, weird goal by Philip yes. Forsberg. Uh, it, it one that looked like, you know, like at the end of pregame warmups, the drill where like the entire team is surrounding the crease and just sort of tries to bat it in past the goalie. Uh, it, it looked like one of those drills. Uh, then Roman Yossi scored uh, on a power play goal and the two nothing Predators. Preds were absolutely dominating at this for, at this point. Uh, and then came the trifecta. Uh, Cam Fowler got one back on a uh, deflected shot. That one not really UC Sarf's fault. No. Uh, then Radko Gudis, noted offensive stalwart. Radko <laughs> Gudis tied the game. And then Adam Henrique right at the end uh, with just about four minutes left gets the game-winning goal for the Ducks. Happen again. 3-2 Anaheim Ducks win. And your one word to describe last night's game. My one word is smash cake. And this is a thing that's new. We didn't do this when I was raising my kids, but it's a little tiny cake that you give to a a one-year-old on their birthday party. And it's a darling cake and it's beautiful. And the point of the smash cake is you're going to get really sweet, cute pictures of the baby enjoying cake and frosting and sugar for basically the first time in their life. And I feel like the national predators have been given smash cakes. They've been given these great opportunities for these really big, sweet moments and important milestones for this, you know, resetting team. But they are the baby who doesn't like the texture and who doesn't like how sticky it is and who throws up from the frosting and who ends up with it in their hair and in their diaper. Like it's just a mess. And and it should be that game last night should have been um, a win. It should have been a tasty little snack. It should have been a little sugar boost for the Nashville Predators, for the fan base. And instead, it just was a sticky, unphotogenic mess in the end. You know, and it's not that there weren't good things. It's that this Nashville Predators team almost doesn't know what to do with a good thing when they have it. And that's so hard to watch. They don't know what to do with a good thing when they have it. Yeah. And there is an interesting quote from Andrew Burnett that we're going to get to uh, about that. But um, yeah, as somebody who has seen some head smash cake experiences, uh, know what you're talking about. Uh, no, no reason to celebrate uh, last night. Um, for me, uh, my one word is happy death day. <laughs> and this is the. So I was going to just do Groundhog Day, but I feel like we need to escalate the time warp disaster movie speculate. Like Groundhog Day was cute. Uh, Happy Death Day is you get murdered in the time loop over and over again. So basically it's, you know, it's somebody's, it's the main character's birthday. Uh, She wakes up and then she gets murdered somehow. Like she dies like somehow and then she like dies, but then like wakes up and it's like the start of the time loop again. And Mm -hmm. she's got to figure out like what she's doing wrong. Like what's what little 
like thing she's doing right. in her day. And you no, know, no matter what she changes, no matter like how more she becomes aware of it, no matter how much she expects it, it still winds up at the same result. And that to me is kind of where this Nashville Predators team is right now. It's, you know, we've talked about doing different things. We've talked about them improving in certain areas and, and doing better in certain parts of the game, but it just seems like, you know, this is this feels very 2019-2020-ish where one thing goes wrong. Yes. One thing goes wrong for the Nashville Predators and the team just absolutely implodes. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, like, there, it's just, I don't know. Like, it's starting to become a loss of words for me. Yeah. Because yeah. It's, it's frustrating to see. And if you're the Nashville Predators, like, you're five and 10. How do you fix this? Right. And it it's frustrating in the sense, it's not even so much the wins and losses for me, because I'm willing to accept that this team may be five and 10 this season. You know, I don't like it, but I'm willing to accept five, five and 10 if the games look different. They're, Nashville could have won that game. Nashville yeah. could have won that game. Nashville could have won the game before that. Nashville could have won the game before. You know what I'm saying? Like, these aren't games that are out of reach. These aren't games. You don't walk away from Bridgestone Arena last night going, man, did the Predators get outplayed. They didn't yeah. get outplayed. They lost. Those are two very different things happening. And, you know, you want to focus on the good things that the predators do. You can't just focus on like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, because it's 15 games in, you've got to keep perspective. It's an 82 game season, but you lost, you weren't outplayed. And that is different. That's very different, especially when you're in a reset, like the predators are. These aren't games that yes, you're going to lose them, but you're going to learn something. These are games you just lost. Yeah. That's, 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 I think exactly right. Like there are times, you know, I had a coach that was like, I'm okay with you getting beat. Like sometimes right. the, the other team is better. You know, sometimes, you know, you just get outmatched. I'm okay with you getting beat. I'm not okay with you losing. Dif yes. Those that's are, it exactly. Those are two different things. And that is, that is a, the, like one thing that I'll always remember that a coach has ever told me is yeah. I'm okay with you getting beat. I am not okay with you losing. Right. Because if you lose, like that, that is something that you did, that you did to lost the game. So what has been going on with the Nashville Predators? Why do they keep losing uh, games like this where they keep blowing leads? Andrew Burnett uh, was asked that and had some scathing comments about the team. Really curious to hear this. Um, you're going to want to listen to it. We'll get to that soundbite in just one second. First, want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by our great friends at The Sleeper app. It is a new NHL season, and that does bring possibilities even 15 games in, my friends. You know what? Philip Forsberg could score 50 goals. Nashville could compete for the Stanley Cup if they get it together. But you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy Hockey app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey, because with Sleeper, 
you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. You can also keep up with things like game highlights, scores, and stats, and you can connect with other Predators fans to talk about your picks. All you have to do on Sleeper is pick whether players like Kale McCarr or Ryan Johansson or Connor McDavid or Philip Forsberg will record more or less than their Sleeper projections in anything from goals to assists to power play points, to saves, plus, minus, and more. For example, tonight in the NHL on Sleeper, you can pick whether Connor McDavid will have more or less than 1.5 assists. All you have to do is pick will Elias Pettersson have more or less than 0.5 points. I'm going to say he's going to have more. And, or will Ryan Johansson have more or less than 0.5 power play points? That's all you have to do. No complicated dissecting of betting odds, just more or less. And to win 100 times your bet on Sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. So download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL, and you're going to get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code locked on NHL. See sleepers terms of use for details and locational availabilities. All right. So the Nashville Predators lose to the Anaheim Ducks three to two. The Preds are up two nothing at that point and let the lead get away from them. Uh, and Andrew Burnett was asked about this after the game and is just, you know, kind of started up. It's like, hey, what's happening here? Uh, and his comments, I think, both kind of answer the question and B, give you some insight into just how frustrated and disappointing he is with the team right now. Yeah, yeah, they do. He uh, we uh, he was very frank in the post game uh, about a lot of questions. But like you said, asked about like what what's going on here. And this is what Brunette had to say about it. I think it's under, it's game management, understanding where we are at the in the game, and 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 we lose a little bit of focus on on some of our um, systematic responsibilities. Um, we go a little bit rogue, or um, and part of that is we're not mentally sharp. Um, I mean, we understand it, we know it, we do it sometimes, and sometimes we we're not we're not grasping the big moments in the games. You know, the last five minutes um, after we score, after they score, late in the third period, and. It's cost us. It's cost us way too much so far this year. You just when you think you can't feel worse after Saturday, you feel worse today. I think that tells a, a good picture of a coach that is just frustrated with his team right now. And I know some of the players are frustrated. And uh, there's another, you know, point and after this where, you know, somebody asked Burnett, hey, like, how, how do you fix this? And he's like, well, this is on me. But it's on the players as mm -hmm. much as Burnett. You know, and it's yeah. just, you know, we saw, you know, kind of a costly sort of lackadaisical play that led to the Radko Gudis goal and um, just kind of some disorganization that led to that Adam Henrique goal in, in the third period. And, you know, we, we called out UC Saros at the top. He needs to be better. But, mm -hmm. you know, Burnett said, you know, hey, the team in front of him needs to be better, too. And it's it's one of it, it like, again, like I, I brought this up you know, that it felt like, you know, 2019, 2020 Nashville Predators, where it was just, they're dominating, they're doing all the right things. And then just one moment, yes, like one critical moment, 
uh, just just cost them. Where it's like they're, they're focused, they're dialed in for ninety percent of the game. Ninety percent of the game, they're juggernauts. They're doing everything right, uh, and then in that ten percent is where teams jump up and just absolutely rip the hearts out. Yeah, and it's not even what's happening is not about the other team scoring goals. That's not what these losses are about. The losses are not about Anaheim scoring goals. The losses are about the five minutes after Anaheim scores the goal. It's the five minutes at the end of a period. It is the five minutes after the Nashville Predators have had extended offensive zone time and don't capitalize on it. It's the five minutes after the Predators kill off a big penalty. They don't go for the jugular. And I don't don't know how else to, to explain it. There are little moments in these games that Nashville should pounce on and seal the deal little moments and they miss them. They're, they're almost oblivious to the fact, and you could feel them almost let go of the reins a little bit in, in that third period. Now that could also just be my paranoia. Maybe other people didn't feel it, but you could almost feel like, I don't know that, that this team knows how to hold on for these last four minutes of the third period in a tie game to get it to overtime, to get the extra point. Like they don't know what to do in those moments. And my question for you, Nick, is why don't they? When you have veterans like Yossi, you have Philip Forsberg, you have Ryan O'Reilly, you have Gustav Nyquist. How how is this team being? It almost feels a little bit like the tail wags the dog because it's like the inexperience is wagging the experience when it comes to game management. Well, also, why are you holding on for, you know, a point? Why are you holding on to get to overtime? You had a two-goal lead. Right. Why don't you just hold on to the two-goal lead and get two points and get a win? <laughs> just throwing it out there. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 like I said, and it, it's just it's just like one moment will, will cost them. And it's, yeah. it's back to, you know, the Predators, something going wrong and them just sort of imploding on themselves. And we've seen that the past few days and or past few games, and they haven't been able to dig themselves out of holes. And like part of it is on ice, and uh, but part of it is, is the mental focus. And this mm-hmm. is something that we we've talked about for a few seasons now. And like you know, who's the leader? Who are the leaders in that locker room? Like Roman Yossi, where's Philip Forsberg? Like where are those yeah. guys that when this chaos goes down when you get hit in the mouth why aren't they stepping up and look i'm not right. this isn't like a oh like yossi's a bad leader or, you know forsberg's a bad leader and the locker room hasn't been the same since mike fisher left and blah 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 blah, blah. no um but th- but it is like dude like you know you guys are the star players like you need to be the ones carrying the back and for you know both of them scored goals yesterday so you know it's not like they had a bad game but you know, when, when there's a loss of focus, like it's got to come from some of those players that step up and be like, okay, you know what? We just got kicked in the mouth. Our line is up. It's time to take this back. Right. We haven't seen that from, from, you know, that, those combination of players, we see them, you know, we saw the Forsberg do it against Arizona, but in some of these games, when it's really time to step up, who's stepping up? Right. And you really do almost have to, at this point, 
be vocal as one of the leaders. And and I don't know if it's an element of like, hey, we're all trying to learn this and, and it's not time yet, or whether it is the veterans saying, hey, we don't want to draw sort of a dividing line between the veterans and the younger players because they, they have great locker room chemistry. This team has really good locker room chemistry, but at some point, one of these veteran players has to go, hey, dudes, roughly translated, you guys, this is where you need to dig in. Like you almost have to wake them up and, and say, this is what we're going to do now. You know what? And, and regroup. They don't have those moments of regrouping on the ice. And, yeah. and it's one thing to lose because you don't understand a new system. It's another thing to lose because you just aren't as dialed in or you've been punched in the mouth and you and you don't know how to counterpunch. And the veterans know how to counterpunch. They have to do that. They have to lead that. Yeah, uh, 100%. And it, it, there's a lot of blame going on right now. Uh, a lot of it deserved. Uh, but there, there are multiple people on this team that are considered the big players of the team that need to step up in these mm -hmm. moments. And again, not pinning the entire loss on them, but you know we we see we see it capable. I mean, both Forsberg and Yossi scored yesterday. They need to be the ones down the stretch that step up and, and lead by example. Well, the Predators have even bigger problems ahead of them right now because they're going to be playing without Tommy Novak uh, for the next several weeks, out with an injury. How are the Preds going to replace that offensive production? We'll dive into that in just one second. First, I want to mention today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Uh, folks, life is unpredictable. Uh, maybe there are supply chain issues that keep you from getting some much-needed medication. Uh, maybe the budget is just not there this year. Maybe you're overseas and something happens. You get sick. You get hurt. Jace Medical wants you to be prepared for exactly those situations. That's why they've come out with the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is filling out a simple online form, and in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of their board-certified physicians. You get ongoing care from their physicians on any treatment-related questions, and it's all doctor-created and doctor recommended these are perfect for people who go on vacation a lot uh, you'll always have medication with you you don't need to worry about going to you know a hospital in a foreign country you'll always have antibiotics with you uh, or you know if you're just worried about pricing or supply shortages you can just order a jace case and keep them at home so you're never going to have to worry you'll always have peace of mind don't get caught unprepared Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. And Jace handles everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. So if you or someone you love would love to get some peace of mind by having a year's supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your purchase. All right, Ann, a uh, bad day for the Nashville Predators uh, got worse, I guess, yeah. earlier in the day uh, when Tommy Novak was announced that he is out for four to six weeks with an upper body injury. 
uh, well, at least it's not a lower body injury. <laughs> variety is yeah, the spice of variety. life, I guess. You get some variety in there. Uh, yeah, Tommy Novak uh, at, at this point was tied for the team or tied for second on the team in goals with six, tied for second on the team in points with 12. Has been one of the most consistent players this season, a solid source of really good depth scoring. And Anne, oh, this this is a loss that I think is going to really hurt the Nashville Predators. Oh, this is this is um, like, you know, as bad as if you lost Philip Forsberg or Ryan O'Reilly or Roman Yossi. And I don't know that anybody else in the NHL would necessarily know that. But here in Nashville, we know that not only just because of Tommy Novak's individual production, but that uh, that uh, line, that forward line with Evangelista and Sherwood and Novak, I mean, this is your most consistent offensive producing line, whether it is goals, whether it is offensive zone time. You know, this is a line that has been doing everything you want them to do. And now it's interrupted without Tommy Novak. Now, that's not to say that Evangelista and Sherwood are going to be lost without him. This is a spot for Cody Glass to... Although they didn't look good last night. Let's they put didn't... that out. That line, those two did not look like they had the same impact last night. Yeah, you can tell that there isn't that chemistry yet with Cody Glass that, that they had with Tommy Novak. It really, that line operated almost effortlessly on the ice. You know, they just knew what each other were was going to do. And so, you know, you do have Cody Glass who can step in and I think once he kind of gets back to the groove and back in and gets more time with Evangelista and Sherwood, I think it's going to come. But yeah, it was it was rough last night, but Tommy Novak, I mean, this is a guy you do not want out of your lineup. And you know, four to six weeks, the Predators are going, I mean, you can't just band-aid your way through it and wait for Tommy Novak back. The Nashville Predators have to put together a string of wins, and now they're going to have to do it without one of their top offensive players. Yeah, and you mentioned the chemistry that he had with those two. That's the really the only other line other than that Forsberg and O'Reilly line that Andrew Burnett has been able to kind of throw out there in any situation and feel good. Like whenever right. there's been a need for an offensive spark, that's the other line they go to. Like that's the, that's the, the, the source of depth scoring, like the consistent right. source of depth scoring. Uh, and without Novak, you know, that's, that's, it's huge. And again, like Evangelista and Sherwood, uh, you know, didn't look great last night. Not saying that's all on them. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, Tommy Novak was such a critical piece of this team because he's kind of the leader of the depth scores. And he was like, you know, one of their main power play guys. Yeah. So the Nashville Predators, like this isn't just, you know, with all due respect, like losing Cody Glass, where, you know, he's, you know, it's he's an important player, but he's further down. This is somebody that directly leads to scoring, somebody that directly right. leads to wins, somebody who directly leads to success on the power play. You're like you mentioned, this is this is as big as losing like Forsberg or O'Reilly or Yossi just because of the critical role he plays for this team. This is one of the best scores on the team and has been since he got called up at the beginning of last year. 
Yeah. So what do you do? How do you replace that? Because here's the deal. The Nashville Predators aren't in a position where they can wait it out and be like, well, hope he's back in four weeks and we're just going to limp along. No, the Nashville Predators have to get on a win streak. The Nashville Predators have to turn it around and they have to do it without Tommy Novak. So there is now some pressure on Cody Glass, who is back to kind of trying to get his legs under him. He never really got uh, going before his injury happened and you need him now and, and you need him to keep Evangelista and Sherwood cooking because you've got to have those guys going as well. And, you know, you think, okay, if you've got Tommy Novak out, who does that open an opportunity for? Last night, you know, you were like, hey, Yakov Trenin, no longer a healthy scratch. Let's get him in there and get him cooking. Yakov Trenin is generating chances, y'all. He just mm -hmm. can't finish them. Still didn't happen. Yeah. Phil Tomasino, hey, this is an opportunity for Phil Tomasino to get in there and get some consistent minutes for the next four to six weeks and really show what he can do. Phil Tomasino was a healthy scratch last night. So how do the Nashville Predators deal with this huge loss? which is what Tommy Novak is, huge loss, but still find a way to get back to 500. Well, clearly, they're going to need at least 60 points this season from Michael McGarren. Yeah. That's that's the answer. <laughs> that's the answer. Yeah, I mean, oh, it's, sexy. <laughs> it's one of those things where, you know, teams talk about like next man up mentality. The person mm -hmm. next has to step up. Uh, it starts with Cody Glass. Like he's got to go out there and be a reliable number two center. Yeah. Uh, and then from there on out, like, okay, well, who fills Cody Glass's role? Is that, you know, does Colton Sisson step in that spot? Yuso Parson kind of jumped up a line and was on that third line last night. You know, one of them has to do what Cody Glass was doing, you know, that responsibility. Uh, and then whoever comes into the lineup has to play well as that. And it, it's one of those, but it's also frustrating. And, you know, we'll probably talk about this at some point, but it's frustrating because, the second half of that equation hasn't necessarily been there this right. season uh, because there, there's been so much line shuffling and so much people coming in, coming out and giving people different looks that you don't really know how any given player is doing because they don't have like more than two or three games to really get cooking. We talked like we talked the McCarron and Tomasino combination has been one of Tomasino's one of best combinations and they don't go to that. And they yeah. played well in the game that they played together. And, you know, I get it. Like Andrew Burnett is shuffling the deck a, a little bit. You know, to me, he's like rearranging the lawn chairs and on the patio when he needs to be doing some home renovation. So, yeah, I mean, something something major I think needs yeah. to happen with the lineup here soon. Yeah, it's it's this is a rough loss for the Nashville Predators. But you know what? It is what it is. Yeah. You know, and, and what are you going to do with it? Because here's the thing. You can't just ride this out. The Nashville Predators have to come up with ways to win their next games. And friends, their next game is against Connor Bedard. Now, granted, the Chicago Blackhawks are not tearing it up either. I mean, we are wrestling in jello for bottom of the Central Division here. They're with ahead of us right now. Oh, thanks, Nick. There You're we go. Welcome. We're face down in the jello, But... You know, this this is a game the Nashville Predators have to win. All of a sudden, you're 16 games in the season, and you have to win these, and you have to do it without Tommy Novak. So it's going to be a big week of practice for Andrew Burnett, a big week of working on some of these things with the team, and they're going to have to come out Saturday. They're going to have to get a win. Yep. Uh, we'll see uh, tomorrow how they can do that.
that's going to do it for us on today's Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back tomorrow with an all-new episode. We'll see you then.